It is the fact that we can observe the existence of the universe, the location of our journeys as pieces of existence, that the existence of the universe appears to be one of the most basic truths of science, a truth which may prove to be more illusionary than concrete, but a truth nevertheless. The concept of the universe exists is supported by philosophy, reason, rationality. It seems almost as reasonable to conclude that there is a place for your existence, your knowing to travel, as it seems reasonable that you exist. It is further supported by religions, which profess the concept of creation, supports the significance of the soul as it travels throughout the universe, journeys, supports the essence of the individual, and the relationship it must, does, and should have with God itself. The summation of the net forces, the vectors of action, actions and reactions of the universe, may produce a net summation of zero, with a resultant net effect of reducing the concept of time to non-existence itself. But who are we to deny the concept of existence of the universe as a means of our existing, being able to experience, gain an awareness, expand our concept of knowing? Who would be so bold as to deny the belief we have, the obvious observations we make, the rationality of, the second apparent truth, the universe exists? Who would refute what science, religion, and philosophy all appear to agree upon? The universe exists. They may not all agree the universe was created. They may not all agree the universe was formed from nothingness. They may not all agree the universe will dissolve into nothingness. But they all, for the most part, agree the universe presently exists. From religion, what we believe, comes the third building block for the model of a universal philosophy, for universal ethics. Truth 3. Causation exists. It is religion which leads the way in terms of this truth, not science, not philosophy. It is what we believe, faith, over even observation and reason, which provides us with the greatest assurance, causation, or God, exists. It is religion which began the process of the earth, man, woman, animals, the firmaments themselves, as having been created, initiated by a force which they proceed to name. The existence of causation is a basic premise of religion. Strip away the dogma of religions, and they all say basically the same thing. God, causation, the causative force, exists. They all embrace the concept of creation. They all embrace the concept of omnipresence, omniscience, and omnipotence. Some would say atheism rejects this idea. But atheism simply rejects the existence of a supreme being, a popular god, what they call superstitions of religion. Atheism does not necessarily disregard the concept of a beginning to the universe as such, to the universe being immersed within something, there being an outside to the universe. But this is another topic for later discussions. The point is, religion leads the way in the perception of their existing and outside to our universe, a causation to the initiation of our universe, to causation itself. The concept of a causation of our universe existing 
causation itself existing is supported by science and their theories, such as our universe originating from an explosion, our universe originating through the process of the bulging off from the original universe, our universe existing as one of many levels of potential vacuums. Whatever the case, the basics are the same. Each goes back to the origination, the beginning, which implies something before existed, before the origination occurred. Our universe is filled with the concepts of beginning end. Our universe appears to be immersed within time or time within the universe. As such, we are constantly confronted with the concept of all things originating at some point. As such, we find it difficult to disregard the implications time persistently confronts us with. What we observe, that the universe had a beginning, and as such, something, we will call it causation, exists. Causation existing is further supported by philosophy. Causation existing is a reasonable assumption. It is so reasonable that to speculate otherwise leaves one at a complete loss as to discussing the questions that have been haunting our species since before we can remember. Without the concept of causation existing, arguments, debates, speculation comes to a standstill regarding any attempt to reason out answers to questions regarding where the universe is, what we are, and why we exist. Once one takes away the first truth, the concept of your existence, and thus the existence of others, and takes away the second truth, the existence of our universe, and the third truth, the existence of origination, the summation of knowledge, the summation of abstraction, then there is literally nothing left to talk about, to discuss. Once one eliminates the three truths, and the very possibility of the three truths, there is nothing left, of which we have any comprehension whatsoever. All rationale, for that matter, all irrational discussion ceases. No matter how many levels of the universe there are, no matter how many mere images, no matter how many parallel or sister universes, or sets of universes, or dimensions we discover, we still come back to the concept of origination, causation. We still come back to the third truth, causation exists. Let's begin with a proponent of causation, which has renamed causation with a term that has become the sore point of both science and philosophy. Let's begin with a field of perception that has given causation the name God, and use this name as a rallying cry for impacting the world. Let's begin with the oldest of the three puzzle pieces. Let's begin by developing a model of what we perceive to be true, by examining what we believe through faith, through religion, to be true. Let's examine what appears to be a primary truth of religion, which in turn appears to be supported by both observation, science, and by reason, philosophy. The truth? Causation exists. Once we have done this, let's examine one of the characteristics of this truth. Let's examine a characteristic of causation which all religions appear to be unwilling to discard, the characteristic of omnipresence. After doing so, let's see how science and philosophy both support such a concept through their development of the very primary principles, the very foundation upon which they have allowed themselves to be built. Observation and Reason
The foremost proponent of the primary characteristic of causation being omnipresent is religion. Religions, in fact, begin their discussion and definition of a causative force as being the three forms of omni. The all-presence, omnipresent, within which all knowledge, omniscience, and all power, omnipotence, resides. Granted, the order of the three omnis could be debated, but that is not the orientation of our presentation here. If a total summation of presence is later shown to be false, then what? Then religions will tackle that problem when it gets to it. And if it becomes necessary to change the concept of the whole, because our understanding of our universe changes, if we prove our existence and the existence of our universe is significantly different than we presently perceive it to be, then at that point we may have to alter our model of what we perceive God itself to be. Our perception of the issue of the existence of the whole may in the future prove to be incorrect, but there is no reason for our hesitating to understand why we exist based upon what we know at this point. Science, observation, supports the characteristic of the first truth, omnipresence supplied by the perception of what we believe, religion. Our observations indicate the existence of a universal fundamental of our universe, the idea that within this part of our universe, symmetry is the rule. As such, we assume that what physics principles apply in this part of our universe also apply in the rest of the universe. Symmetry appears to be one such fundamental. Applying this concept to the universe as a whole, one can, through physics, formulate some interesting perceptions regarding the composition of the universe itself in terms of its location. Four parallel universes show the dissolving of universes into nothingness and constructing universes within nothingness. The conclusion? The universe lies within something. The universe was initiated from nothing by a force. Science has long ago discarded the concept of creation through the process of spontaneous combustion. Summation of all vectors and their opposites equals zero, nothing. For every action there is an opposite, an equal reaction. Set theory is perhaps the most understandable form of science which we can use to demonstrate the concept of an omnipresent existence beyond our universe. By placing a dot yourself within a sphere of the universe and the sphere within a cube, causation one can picture omnipresence. But one may argue there is an outside to the cube. This is true, but remember, the definition of causation of God is simply the greatest thing of which we can conceive. And since we cannot at this point in time conceive of anything beyond the cube, the cube remains our perception of God. The cube remains our perception of causation. The cube remains the location within which our universe lies. If this is later shown to be false, then what? Then science will tackle that problem when it gets to it. Understanding that we may actually learn the laws of nature's change as one enters different parts of the universe is not perceived by scientists to be a likely event. But should this event occur, then science will just have to change. It will have to modify its perception of the model of the universe. And likewise, we may have to change, modify the model we create of a universal philosophy. That is why it's called a model. Philosophy, reason, supports the characteristic of the first truth. 
supports the characteristic of omnipresence supplied by the perception of what we believe, supplied by religion. Philosophy's definition of God is the greatest thing of which we can conceive. And what greater entity can we conceive of at this point in time than the summation of the whole? As such, it is unreasonable to discuss an outside to an omnipresent entity, for by definition it does not exist. And if there's no outside to this omnipresent entity, it is unreasonable to discuss this entity creating a universe outside itself. Therefore, there would be no reasonable location to place the universe other than within this entity. This existence defined as an omnipresent being, for by definition, this entity has no outside. Reason, philosophy, would say there can be no outside to everything. If the perceptual understanding of the whole, if the perceptual understanding of omnipresence is later shown to be false, then what? Then philosophy will have to tackle that problem when it gets to it. If philosophy resolves the issue by proving the concept of reason and rationality changes as one enters different parts of the universe, then philosophy will have to modify, will have to change its understanding of the universe, change its understanding of existence, of what it is you and I are located within. At this point, we may have to change, we may have to modify the model we create of a universal philosophy. That is why it is called a model. Religion, science, and philosophy. What we believe, what we see, what seems reasonable. All saying the same thing. All saying the concept of the whole, of something greater than the universe, within which the universe could reside, of omnipresence, is a believable, mentally observable, reasonable concept. We as a species have never before been able to come to a consensus, religiously or scientifically, of defining what it is we believe we are. It's for this reason we will place philosophy, reason, in the position of molding, of defining what it is we think we are. We will do this in the hopes of being able to reach a consensus regarding this question. Religions have attempted to find the answer to the question, what are we, but religions have been unable to come to a consensus with each other. Science has attempted to answer this question, but has been unable to come to a consensus with religions and philosophies. Philosophy has the ability to use reason, to fuse what we believe with what we observe. It is the process of using all three forms of our means of perceptions, creating perceptions, observation fused with beliefs, using reason, that creates the potential for this model to be a model of a universal philosophy. It is the ability of reason to unite the age-old concepts of faith with our new ability to assess what it is we observe that provides the willingness of the World Embracing Hope Foundation to use symbiotic panentheism as the starting point of developing a universal philosophy for our species. 
philosophy, metaphysics, acknowledges the concept of the three truths. You exist, the universe exists, and causation exists. The concept of a universal philosophy is no stranger to metaphysics. Metaphysics has long sought to bring our species to an understanding of itself through its discussion of the individual, the universe, and what lies beyond the universe. Philosophy, reason, implies that if we can conceive of a whole, a summation of everything of which we can conceive, and everything of which we believe we will ever be able to conceive, including the summation of independent as well as parallel universes. In addition, philosophy, reason, implies the whole includes in its summation everything we as individuals will never be able to conceive of. This concept is nothing other than what religions have long professed. The concept of the whole, as described by their use of the terms omnipresence, omniscience, and omnipotence. This concept is nothing other than what science has long professed. The concept of the whole, as described by the use of the term the universal set.
Spotify and Spotify.